This is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 691, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history, the present and the future. Today we are reading 1 Kings chapter 14 verses 1 through 9. 1 Kings chapter 14 verses 1 through 9 shall we pray. Holy Father God in heaven, thank you, Lord, for the pri privilege and the power and the peace that comes through prayer. And uh, I thank you for your holy word that says, Ask, and ye shall receive. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be open unto you. And so, Holy Father God, I pray that you would grant me and all of us your energy, your strength, your unction, your anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit to pray, to read your Holy Word, to understand your Holy Word, to grasp your Holy Word, to obey your Holy Word, to preach your Holy Word, to teach your Holy Word, and to preach your Holy Gospel. Save those who are lost and revive those who are saved. Have your Holy Ghost to move mightily in the hearts and minds and lives of people who are uh, lost and need to be saved and those who are saved who need to be revived. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic and demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias. Lord, out of my wife, Marika White, and out of the lives of others in my family, in this audience, and uh, in the lives of believers everywhere, and lost people everywhere. And Lord, I do pray that you would rebuke and bind the devil, his demons, and his hosts from this time together and have it to go smoothly, decently, and in order. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake and for your glory, praise and honor, and for the glory, praise and honor of your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for what you have done for us in so many ways, especially regarding the saving of our souls from sin and the saving of our souls from hell. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible, 
the word of the Lord. At 1 Kings chapter 14, verses 1 through 9, At that time Abijah, the son of Jeroboam, fell sick. And Jeroboam said to his wife, Arise, I pray thee, and disguise thyself, that thou be not known to be the wife of Jeroboam, and get thee to Shiloh. Behold, there is Ahijah the prophet, which told me that I should be king over this people. And take with thee ten loaves and cracknails and a cruise of honey, and go to him. He shall tell thee what shall become of the child. And Jeroboam's wife did so, and arose, and went to Shiloh, and came to the house of Ahijah. But Ahijah could not see, for his eyes were set by reason of his age. And the Lord said unto Ahijah, Behold, the wife of Jeroboam cometh to ask a thing of thee for her son, for he is sick. Thus and thus shalt thou say unto her, For it shall be, when she cometh in, that she shall feign herself to be another woman. And it was so, when Ahijah heard the sound of her feet as she came in at the door, that he said, Come in, thou wife of Jeroboam. Why feignest thou thyself to be another? For I am sent to thee with heavy tidings. Go tell Jeroboam, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, for as much as I exalted thee from among the people and made thee prince over my people Israel and rent the kingdom away from the house of David and gave it thee, and yet thou hast not been as my servant David who kept my commandments and who followed me with all his heart to do that only which was right in mine eyes, but hast done evil above all that were before thee, for thou hast gone and made thee other gods and molten images to provoke me to anger, and hast cast me behind thy back. My, 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 shall we pray. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your powerful uh, anointed word and I pray that you will help us to comprehend it, help us to understand it, help us to learn from it, help us to obey the precepts and the principles in it, and help us to teach it, preach it, and preach a holy gospel from it for the salvation of the lost and for the healing and the revival of the saved, for your glory, praise, and honor, and for the glory, praise, and honor of your Holy Son, Jesus Christ, who is sitting at your right hand right now. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray, and for his sake, amen.
ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family, and to the uh, standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family and evangelistic uh, family members, uh, service family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with uh, the reading of Charles Spurgeon's Evening and Morning devotional, uh, Joshua, Joshua, the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord at Zechariah chapter 3 verse 1. In Joshua the high priest we see a picture of each and every child of God who has <clears throat> been made nigh by the blood of Christ and has been taught to minister in holy things and enter into that which is within the veil Jesus has made us priests and kings unto God, and even here upon earth we exercise the priesthood of consecrated living in hallowed service. But this high priest is said to be standing before the angel of the Lord, that is, standing to minister. This should be the perpetual position of every true believer, Every place is now God's temple, and his people can as truly serve him in their daily employments as in his house. Did you get that, people? Allow me to repeat it in your hearing. Go ahead, Spurgeon. Go ahead. Every place is now God's temple, and his people can as truly serve him in their daily employments, whatever you do for a living, as in his house at church, they are to be always ministering, always praying, always preaching the word and teaching the word and discipling others, always in obedience to the Lord offering the spiritual sacrifice of prayer and praise and presenting themselves a living sacrifice unto God Almighty through Jesus Christ our Lord. Go ahead, Spurgeon, go ahead. He being dead, yet speaketh. But notice where it is that Joshua stands to minister. It is before the angel of Jehovah. It is only through a mediator that we pour defiled ones, we pour defiled ones can ever become priests unto God. I present what I have before the messenger, the angel of the covenant, the Lord Jesus, and through him my prayers find acceptance wrapped up in his prayers. My praises become sweet as they are bound up with bundles of myrrh and aloes.
and cassia and frankincense, may I add, from Christ's own garden, if I can bring him nothing but my tears, he will put them with his own tears in his own bottle, for he once wept. If I can bring him nothing but my groans and sighs, he will accept these as an acceptable sacrifice, for he once was broken in heart and sighed heavily in spirit. I myself, standing in him, am accepted in the Beloved, and all my polluted works, glory be to God, though in themselves only objects of divine abhorrence, are so received that God smelleth a sweet savour. Go ahead, Spurgeon, go ahead, for the glory of God. He is content, and I am blessed. See then the position of the Christian, a priest, standing before the angel of the Lord. Amen and amen. Let's pray. Holy Father God, thank you for that magnificent time of devotion. Thank you for that magnificent reminder of how we ought to be your servants all of the time. We ought to always be ministering before you. We ought to always be praying before you, always praising before you, always witnessing before you, and doing your work by your energy and by your power and for your glory, and for the glory of your Holy Son, and in the name of your Holy Son, and by the power of your Holy Spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray and say, Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, we move to the family segment and to what I call the family verses that I shared in an article last night uh, that my wife and I are only together after 35 years, my being from America and uh, my wife being from Jamaica is a miracle of God uh, through prayer to God, praying without ceasing, and reading uh, this passage, Ephesians 5 and 6, each and every day with our family while they, uh, our seven children were growing up in the household. And I started reading this passage because my wife was proud, stubborn, and rebellious. And God led me to remind her of her commitment before we got married. I told her we're not going to do marriage your family way because your, your parents got a divorce. We're not going to do it my family way because uh, my parents had a uh, terrible marriage as well, having separated at least three times. Uh, and uh, so we're not going to do that. I told her that straight up. And if you think we're going to do that, we don't need to get married. And I told her also that if you change and you don't, you agree with it now, and then you change once we get married, all bets are off, and everything is on the table, off the table. Uh, but we're not going to do that. And I was uh, insistent on that. 
And so when we got into the marriage and she thought she was going to pull her hellaciousness from her side of the family into our marriage, God laid on my heart, you need to read this passage every day. And we did that uh, now for 35 years. In a few days, it'll be 35 years. And uh, through prayer, through God's grace, through reading this passage, uh, and uh, uh, being reminded of the Word of God regarding the family, and through rebuke and so forth, uh, we have stayed married miraculously uh, for 35 years by the grace of God. And, uh, and I give God the glory for that. So, in this public devotional, I read portions of this passage. Most of you could not take the whole passage every day. You can barely take the little portion I read every day. Some of you hate me. Some of you women hate me. Uh, just like my wife hated me for reading this passage every day. And uh, however, it will help you keep your marriage together because it reminds you of your role in the marriage and watch this, the commandments of God to the wife, to the husband, to the parents, and to the children. God does not speak in words of advice and suggestions. He speaks in commandments only. He tells you what to do, see. And he assumes that you understand he wants you to obey it. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 through 32. Husbands, this is our third day. Husbands, love your wives. We spend three days in each segment. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Now, how does Christ love us? Yes, Christ will bless us. And uh, God, Christ, uh, Christ will provide for us, yes. If you obey him, he will bless you even more. But when you disobey him, he will rebuke you and chastise you. And by the way, that's love too. And it has to be done, whether you like it or not. That has to be done too. That kind of love has to be shown as well. Otherwise, the marriage will never get healthy. The marriage will never be what it should be. And so I call upon husbands uh, and fathers to be loving like Christ and stop being nice. Niceness is not uh, what uh, God and Christ are about. They're about being right, holy, godly. You, you don't get blessed for doing evil, just like you should not be rewarded for doing evil in this world. You don't deserve a trophy if you don't win the game. Everybody does not get a trophy. Those who work hard and obey the rules get the trophy. Contrary to our woke devilish society, messing up children. Verse 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of 
water by the word. If you love your wife, sir, you're going to pray with your wife every day. Whether, whether she wants to or not, in most cases, she will not want to. And you need to wash her in the word. You need to read the word of God with her. And this is a good passage to start in, whether she likes it or not. Oh, I don't want to hear anything about me subjecting myself to you, me being in submission to you. Well, that's what God commanded you to do. And I'm going to insist on it in this household. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord up in here. And I made this very clear to my wife. When you get to the point where you don't want to do it God's way, you need to find your, other, your own way and get on up out of here. Because you, you don't deserve to have the privilege of being married to me and calling yourself Mrs. White. Because see, there are some people who they want certain aspects of marriage, but they don't want to have the whole thing, the whole shebang. But you gotta have, you gotta have the whole shebang, baby. See, and I, I, I wrote in this article last night that many people who their parents don't raise them right, they are immature, they act like children, they've never really been rebuked or chastised, and so they can't take anything. Oh, they enjoy the sex. They can lay down there and have sex all day. Sit down and eat all day. Go on dates all day. But when the baby comes, don't want to take care of business and take care of that baby. And change some diapers and breastfeed the baby uh, without throwing a temper tantrum and trying to injure the baby. Injure the child like the woman did out there, where, wherever she is in California. And like my wife did. And then there are people, if they're not saved, watch this. If you're not born again, you really don't have what it takes on the inside to rise to the occasion. Jesus Christ rose from the dead. So once he gets you saved, and once you believe on him, he will give you the ability to rise to the occasion. Jesus is all about rising. You're not, you're not perfect. You're not uh, great. You're a sinner. You're wicked. And you need Jesus to give you that power to rise to the occasion. My wife has never been saved. She's religious, like her aunt, interested in church, and will even be faithful to church. But at the same time, try to hinder the church. See? And so she did not have that impetus, that thing on the inside that Jesus gives people who are wicked, evil sinners, but once you trust Christ as Savior in humility, you will, he will give you that ability to rise. You say, well, preacher, why were you a great father? Not because I was raised to be a great father. I have been a great father to my children in spite of how I was raised. How is it, Daniel White III, that you wrote a national best-selling book, Letters to Young Black Men? You know why? Because I came out of a hellacious household with no direction. Children can do whatever they want to do. Go wherever they want to go. Eat whatever they want to eat. And there's no, 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 no structure. No goals. No productivity. Well, how is it, preacher, that you could write a book like that and preach and teach like you have to 
hundreds of thousands of young people and other people and grown people and everything else and teaching them how to do that with their, their uh, children. You spell it this way. J-E-S-U-S. Jesus. I believed on the Lord Jesus Christ at the age of 19. So I was not born or raised to be a great father. God, Jesus Christ saved my soul. God saved my soul when I believed on Jesus Christ December the 19th, 1979. And he caused me what? what? To do what? Watch this. To rise up to the occasion of being a father. So much so when I saw my wife was not going to rise up, I rose up anyhow. I didn't adopt the attitude. And if I was lost, I would have adopted the attitude like many other husbands. She's not going to do her job. I'm not going to do mine. Let's get a divorce. Let's put the children through hell by getting a divorce because we're both selfish. And if you don't do what you're supposed to do, I'm not going to do what I'm supposed to do. And so that, that's it. we're just both going to act stupid and dumb. Born again ones, they rise to the occasion. Who gives them the maturity to do that? Who gives them the grace to do that? Jesus. J-E-S-U-S. Jesus. He's all about resurrection. He's all about rising up. See, this, this goes across the board. Man, sports guys who had terrible family situation. The, the guy who's the home run king of all time. I don't know if he even knows his parents. Adopted by two white people. He's a black guy. But he loves those parents and they love him. And out of that hellaciousness of not even having your natural parents, he rises up and becomes the home run king. Because of Christ, Steph Curry is still a champion. His family, his wife, his mother and father going through a divorce at this point. That which is extremely painful with all of the children grown. The devil is a lie. He still rises. What made him rise? It wasn't his parents and their foolishness. Their childishness. And that's all it is. Childishness and foolishness. And, and, and the forsaking of God, the God who brought them to the dance. They both forsook God for wickedness and whoredom and whoremongering. Putting those grown children through hell, but through the hell, Steph Curry still rose up. It wasn't his parents who did it. It was Christ who gave him the grace to do that. Greatest quarterback probably now of all time plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's a born-again believer. What makes him great? How is he able to do that coming from a hellacious home situation? Father black, mother white, and they're divorced. Mother had to pretty much raise him by himself. I say that Jesus did it because she kept them in church and and uh, and he believed on Christ and he gives God the glory 
I'm here to tell you, no matter what kind of hellaciousness you came out of, you can rise to the occasion. I wrote the best-selling books, Letters to Young Black Men, Letters to Young Black Women, because I did not come out of a good home environment. I preached that men ought to be in charge of their family because I did not come out of a home like that. And I know the hellaciousness of it. And I know the hellaciousness of having the family ruled by the wife and the mother over the husband and over the children is absolute hellaciousness. And I want no parts of it. And so I am, God has used me to free men from doing that because not, that's not going anywhere fast. You hear me? And I thank God that God, he, he has raised up other preachers like Dr. Tim Clinton, Dr. Tony Evans to say the same thing. And now, praise be to God, the CEO of Promise Keepers is finally telling men it's time out for trying to be nice. It's time for us to be biblical. Be like God and be like Christ and be like the word of God tells us to be. And I can love you without being nice to you. If you don't deserve that niceness. What you call niceness. Glory be to God. See, my wife did not rise to the occasion. She's here right here tonight. Today. But by the grace of God, not, I didn't rise to the occasion either. Jesus caused me to rise to the occasion, man. I didn't care about her not doing her job. I'm going to do, do mine. And guess what the children were rewarded me with when they had pure, innocent hearts and loved Jesus? They called me the Papa and the Mama. In their letters, it is in writing. From pure, innocent hearts. That's what they called me. I didn't tell them to call me because I don't have a motherly bone in my body. You hear me? I don't have a womanly bone. I don't have a woman side in me. I don't. I'm not one of these men. Uh-uh. No. But they recognize my love for them. That I was going to do whatever it takes to make sure they're taken care of. If mommy burn your birthday cake, I'll go to Walmart and buy you a cake. If mommy chooses not to feed you, I'll go to Chuck E. Cheese or... Or, or, or McDonald's or uh, Pizza Hut or whatever and you're going to eat and you're going to eat and I'm going to eat she has to make her something make herself some beans and rice she intentionally burns the food to cause a problem uh, I'll go out and get some Chinese food for us you say would you do that no I did it man I, I made sure my children ate and I made sure that they were changed and that they were bathed, even though she didn't want to do it. I made sure of it. And you say, well, you're saying a lot of I, I, I. No, no, no. Let me help you. God, Jesus Christ, in me and through me, led me to do it, uh, moved me to do it. Because of the God kind of fatherly love that only God can put in your heart for your children. And if she mistreated the children, that was a problem. The only times that we had problems in our marriage, and I had to deal with her, 
is when she messed with God's ministry and work and she messed with those children. That's a fact. I, I never made it personal between my wife and I. It's not a, Why? Because of this passage that I'm reading. I learned from the Word of God is not about flesh and blood. See? The devil is behind what she's doing. See? Now, as she can she try to uh, hurt me all she wants to. But if she tried to hurt the ministry, God's work, or my children, that was a problem. And I was going to deal with it. See? And I dealt with it. And my aim was to eliminate that problem. That it never happens again. See? Because that, that was not going to happen. And thank God she cooperated with it. Otherwise, we would have gotten a divorce many times over. And so my children, even when I chastised them, they would write me letters. Danita Evangeline White leading the way. Who is a, who is a missionary to this day as she told me she was going to be when she was a child. who is the executive vice president of Gospel Light Society Ministries International to this day. She, she led the way. All of them did it, but she led the way. She, I remember to this day she wrote in a letter, Papa, uh, I know you chastised us because you love us and you want us to be better people. Thank you for chastising us. That's when she was young and had a pure, innocent heart. See, that's not being nice, is it? That's being loving, as Jesus is loving, as God is loving. Because God, God does not tolerate that foolishness from his people, from his children. Does he? Does he tolerate that from you? If you, if you say yes, you are a bastard. You don't know God. You've never been saved. Because God will deal with you. Verse 27, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. What does that mean? Jesus is involved in the breaking and making of you, the rebuking and chastising of you, so that he can present you to himself as a pure, beautiful bride. So are men to love their wives in the same way as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife. <clears throat> And they too shall be one flesh. Don't get stuck hanging around your family, even if it's just your siblings. Boys are to marry women. Girls are to marry men. Move on and get your own household. And rise to the occasion. Like your father did. Children and others. Like I did. Rise to the occasion and you be the father that you never had. You be the mother that you never had. <coughs> You do it better. 
based upon the Word of God, if you can. Verse 32, this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Glory be to God. Shall we pray for others? Holy Father God, I praise you and thank you so much for this another great family message from your Holy Word. And I pray for the salvation of the lost families. I pray for the revival of the saved. Lead them, guide them, and direct them as you led me to read this passage, Ephesians 5 and 6, every day if necessary. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, now for, yes, the millions who are hurting from the coronavirus plague and all of the other plagues that have come <coughs> out of it. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of Idaho resident Baldemar Vasquez. We pray for the family and friends of Colorado resident Charles Bayless. We pray for these few by name who have uh, who are suffering from the coronavirus plague even to this day. We pray for the family and friends of Pennsylvania resident Michael Crimline II. And Holy Father God, we pray for all of the people that you would comfort them as only you can, draw them to yourself for salvation. We also pray, Lord, for the thousands who have sent in prayer requests, requests here and answer their prayers hear and answer our prayers for them. And Lord, we pray for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings upon them and upon these few by name that we're praying for. Uh, we pray, Lord, for Pastor Bushibi, and we join him in thank you for thanking you for the vibrant worship service and for the addition of new members to your kingdom. Thank you for the soul saved, restored and delivered, lives changed by your grace, people healed. Thank you for blessing the prayers for the nation's event. Thank you for the ministry opportunities through the board of management of Starlight High School. Thank you for the worship services at Kimbachinji, Siyoya, uh, and uh, Najanda, and for the Bungoma GBF region pastors meeting going well. Please bless them as they fast and pray. Deliver them from drought and famine all across, uh, all across Africa. Please give gracious favor to greater harvests. Heal Dora's knees, deliver Africa from drought, and famine, and starvation. Please provide them with Bibles for new souls that have gotten saved, basics for orphans and widows, food and water, ministry resources, and provide for the upcoming Women's Conference and Youth Conference in December. We pray, Lord, for Octave. Please deliver him from spiritual blockage in his life and from the evil packs made by his family members against him. We pray, Lord, for Kristen. Please heal her hip, bless her with a better job and money to support her family. 
Holy Father God, we pray for the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel through this ministry in the thousands. And these few by name, help them all to grow in the faith. We pray for Irfan, Marion, Kala, Rajan, and Thelma. We pray also for the people who have recommitted their lives to Christ by hearing the preaching of the whole counsel of God, uh, already saved, but maybe backslidden and away from you, have come back and want to recommit to you. We pray for uh, all of the thousands who have done so in the past, and we pray for these few, Kwabi, Dixon, Teresa, Suzette, and Anna. We commit all of these souls into your hands, uh, as well as our souls into your hands. Let your will be done in all of our lives. Thank you, Lord, for two great services back-to-back. And Holy Father God, we pray uh, for those who are still lost, open their blinded eyes, unstop their deaf ears, and save their souls and change their lives. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Dear friend, if you missed the preaching of the gospel uh, earlier today, listen to the words of Jesus Christ who said the most loving, most magnificent, and most important words in the history of the world to mankind. When he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The only way uh, to get saved and go to heaven when you die and not to hell is by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. So, dear friend, if you have not done that, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ uh, right now and pray this simple prayer repeated after me, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. For Jesus Christ's sake, Please forgive me of all of my sins, as I now believe in him. I believe that he died for my sins, to pay my awful sin debt, that he was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart. and into my spirit and save my soul today from that awful place called hell which I deserve. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to repent of all of my sins. Help me to change. Help me to turn from my evil lifestyle and to follow you, Lord Jesus Christ, in the newness of life. For it is in your name I pray. Amen. Dear friends, if you prayed that prayer and you sincerely believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are now saved by the grace of God And God wants you to act like you're saved. To help you do that, 
go to gospellightsociety.com and download my book free of charge, What to Do uh, After You Have Entered Through the Door. That's the title of the book. Start reading that book and it will give you the steps you need to grow in the faith and be the Christian that God wants you to be. Also, go to Gospel Light Society Podcast. Just type it into Google and it will direct you to thousands of teaching and preaching podcasts on nearly 50 different subjects uh, that will help you to grow in the faith uh, just as much as the book, if not more so. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, if the Lord Tarras is coming and I live, I'll be preaching again tonight. Wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub. Until then, pray without ceasing. Read the Word of God. And remember the motto of the Marines. Simplify. Always faithful. And remember the motto of the Air Force men and women. Simple Supra. Always above. Keep your heart and mind stayed on the Lord. And the best way to do that is to pray without ceasing and to read the Word of God. And Lord willing, dear friends, we'll see you tonight. Pray for me as I pray for thee as the music plays. God bless you. Until next time.